BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. The Neverland Podcast, episode 68. Welcome to Neverland. Take a start of the right straight until morning. All right, welcome back once again to the Neverland Podcast. I am, of course, the Pan. Jeremy, you can call me Spider-Pan. I am here once again to remind you to get that pixie out of your pocket, shake some of that pixie dust around, get it spread around, grab the happiest thoughts you can, and fly along with me to Neverland one more time. We're going to have so much fun again. I have more audio to share with you from Planet Comic Con event I attended here in Kansas City, Missouri just last week. Also, we're going to have a little bit of park news. We have some movie news and even some video game news. But before we get into that, i got to give you a few, remi- a few reminders. Please email us, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com with comments about the show, things you'd like to share, which, by the way, make sure you visit neverlandpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter and interact with us. We love it when you tweet to us during the show, after the show, any old time. Twitter.com slash neverlandpodcast or, well, actually, that's neverlandpcast. Uh, I need to update this in my notes. <laughs> But uh, yes, do remember to check us out on Twitter if you just simply follow at NeverlandPCast. That's the main thing you have to remember right there, and you can find us at uh, Facebook.com slash NeverlandPodcast. That is our like group, if you will, uh, will, and that's where I, of course, I do... I haven't been keeping very consistent sometimes, but we do have our Marvel Mondays, Turtle Tuesdays, Winning Wednesdays, things like that. We did a Winnie the Pooh Wednesday this week. Uh, we also have a Facebook group, which, of course, is facebook.com slash groups slash Neverland Podcast. Uh, the group is a little bit more of a guarantee that you're actually going to see things that get posted there because Facebook's being a little funny with how they're doing things with liking groups. and They're even saying now that if you don't interact with something you like, they're going to pull you from it. So make sure you're interacting with me on there and you're checking out and liking things. Otherwise, they may just boot you off of there. You can leave us a voicemail, 816-226-6492. Give us a call. Uh, Let us know what's on your mind. If there's something interesting you hear about or something you hear about on the show you want to make a comment on, feel free to call in. Keep it interesting, keep it fun, and keep it clean. Uh, Also, remember to join the Neverlanders if you haven't already. You can become a Lost Boy or a Pixie. Now, of course, you would have to ask the question, well, why aren't there Lost Girls? Well, girls are too clever. They don't get lost, so girls are Pixies. Uh, And so all you have to do is go to on the website, NeverlandPodcast.com. There's a little line up there in the top and it says Neverlanders with an exclamation point. If you click into that, it'll give you instructions on how you can join us. And of course, don't forget to donate through Patreon.com. Uh, there'll be a link right there on our website. Uh, but if you go to patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast, uh, you can donate there. You help keep this show going. Uh, I'm also working on doing some updates to that site uh, where I'm going to start giving producer credits to donors. Also, I'm going to start releasing some special audio only for people who are donors. Uh, in fact, 
with some of the audio I have today. Uh, I've condensed and edited it down. I have enough for the show, but uh, there's a lot of stuff, including last week. Uh, there's audio that I did not release to the main public, and so you'll be getting access to these audio files. Although, for some of the early downloads, I did accidentally use the wrong audio file of the Ming-Na Wen panel, and uh, so I did end up releasing the entire panel, but it, well, I didn't adjust the audio, so the audio is a little loud and soft and loud and soft, and there was a little bit of language in there, and I do apologize for that, because I hadn't gotten a chance to edit it for the show. Well, well I had edited, but I grabbed the wrong file. Uh, so, And when I do release these files, though, too, the donors i'm not going to edit them i will try to you know adjust the audio to make it sound a little bit better but i will not edit anything so there there will be a little bit of language on some of those just to give you a fair heads up I do also to remi- want to remind you, I do have a guest appearance coming on DAF Radio. Uh, go to DAFradio.net. We did a panel talking about this Disney Afternoon. Uh, he said he was coming close to releasing it, but I have not seen it release on his feed yet. Uh, so I'm not sure what the holdup is, but I'm going to just keep letting you know that it's coming as we get approaching the time that he said he, it was definitely coming. So uh, definitely go and listen to his, his show. Go subscribe. It's a really a great show. I think you will enjoy it, especially if you're a fan of the Disney Afternoon. But uh, that covers at least all of the little bits and pieces that we need to cover at the beginning of our show. And so there's nothing else to do but to get right away with some very interesting Disney movie park. Well, let's start with park news. How about that? This is Gary Gnu, and the no Gnu's is good Gnu show. The only TV Gnu's program guaranteed to contain no Gnu's whatsoever. Neverland news from the Disney parks. Okay, I don't have a whole lot of news to share this week, but uh, there was a couple of interesting things. Uh, Disney's California Adventure has opened the new Smoke Jumpers Grill as a quick-service food location in Grizzly Peak. This, of course, is in Disney's California Adventure, as I mentioned, uh, and it is the first phase of a new airfield edition, and it is meant to honor those who fight forest fires in California. I figure this is a pretty good tie-in with Planes Fire and Rescue. Now, I haven't gotten to see any of the decor or anything. I have not been there. Uh, If you are planning to have a trip to Disneyland or if you frequently go, uh, maybe let us know what you think of it. Uh, Because I'm thinking, you know, with Planes Fire and Rescue, this, this seems... You know, kind of a nice little tie-in that they're doing there. I never got to see Planes, Fire, and Rescue. That's why you didn't hear a review here. It's also why you haven't heard a review of Cinderella. I have not gotten an opportunity to see that yet. Uh, money's a little tight around here, but I do plan on seeing Cinderella. I, I have some friends that have thought it was good, and I have other friends that thought it was excellent, and I've also heard podcasts that said that they really weren't that, you know, fond of it. Uh, but I'm going to go and make my own opinion. But uh, So, yeah, I guess Planes has been enough of a franchise where they thought a good idea to tie it in just a little bit there, I think. Because it does sound vaguely fire and rescue, you know, and they do want to tribute something to those brave firefighters. So, that's pretty cool. I like that. Also, Frozen Summer Fun Live returns to Disney's Hollywood Studios June 17th through September 7th. Now, we heard all about this before when they were announcing the coolest summer ever. And, well, it it did seem to be a very big hit last summer, so of course it's going to return. And, in fact, I don't even remember hearing anything that it left Disney's Hollywood Studios. If it left, somebody let me know, because I think it's just been there the whole time, that they just maybe modified a few things, maybe did a little bit less, kept the stage show, and maybe didn't do as much. I think they might have stopped the ice rink and a few things, but they still had the show continuing, if I am understanding correctly. I mean, Frozen has has just become a permanent presence. Uh, But, so, of course, they're going to have the summer frozen fun live because it was popular and so you know here's your second chance another summer of fun to go out there and in fact there's going to be so much frozen stuff going on that if you're still you know still not tired of it you have so much fun that you can have so definitely make your trip down to walt disney world and go check it out in fact uh, i bet you'll find plenty of stuff over in disneyland at this point uh go just if you're a fan of it just go check it out get your fill of it because eventually sooner or later it's got to stop right (laughs) <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Your attention, please. Disney Movie News. Tron 3 is set for production beginning this fall. At least that is what we are hearing. Uh, we're hearing production will be in Vancouver, and Garrett Hedlund is attached to return as Sam Flynn, and it is also presumed that Olivia Wilde will also return as Cora. We don't know a whole lot of details about this. There's been a lot of speculation that 
with Korra having left the digital world and into the real world, that maybe some others will be able to follow into the real world. But I don't know if a Tron movie based completely in the real world and not inside a computer would be that interesting. But maybe it would be. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with this. But uh, we'll just, you know, we'll keep our ears open. I think they're going to keep this pretty secretive and play it close to the chest myself. Uh, In some non-Disney news... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, you know, this the sequel to that Michael Bay disaster. It's set to be fi- begin filming next month. I don't know if I really have anything more to say about that. It was it was an okay movie. It was it was fun, but huh, Michael Bay just has a talent for being able to make these movies and they don't even have to be good, but but they make a lot of money. Uh, uh, that's all I want to say about that. I'm not looking forward to that. I you know, I love Ninja Turtles. I really really do, but uh, I can. I think I can skip this movie. Uh, in fact, did you hear? Speaking of Ninja Turtles, this is a side thing. This isn't really movie news, but uh, in the current comics, they've killed Donatello. Now, of course, it's a comic book; they can find a way for him to come back. But Bebop and Rocksteady broke his shell, and uh, you know, Peter Laird has not been associated with the Turtles for a long time. But Kevin Eastman has gotten the comic going with another company. And, you know, I haven't been reading any of these current comics and everything, but it's supposed to tie in a little bit better to the original comics they did back in the 80s. And uh, so I guess he's on board with this. I mean, that's that's kind of sad. But uh, I did post about that. Um, I don't know if I shared it on the Neverland stream. I think I've put it on my personal stream. But I just thought I'd mention that because that's, that's very... It's a sad time for a, a turtle fan. They're killing turtles off. Uh, but anyways, on to some other different news. Okay, so Deadpool. And yes, I know... Fox still owns the movie rights, but he is a Marvel character after all, and therefore a Disney character. But there's been some casting news dropping very frequently. Uh, Moreno Baccarin, and I'm just going to apologize in advance that I'm going to butcher names. You know, I I do it all the time. But she's going to be playing copycat, or at least a character named Vanessa that is very likely to be Vanessa Carlisle, who is the shapeshifter that is copycat. Uh, I'm not that familiar with a lot of the characters interact with Deadpool. I am not a reader of Deadpool. I know a lot of people are. There's fans. I mean, people are just gaga for Deadpool. Uh, And I understand it's very funny. I do have a few issues of it. And yeah, there's a lot of great deal of humor and fun on it. So I am expecting this to be a fun movie. So I'm definitely going to check it out. But I haven't started reading the comics and uh, you know, budget being what it is, I probably won't uh, anytime soon. Uh, but they also have mentioned T.J. Miller will be playing Weasel. Okay, now you should remember T.J. Miller, or at least his voice. He was in Big Hero 6. Uh, I cannot think of the character's name, but, you know, he was the guy who had the monster suit in Big Hero 6. You know, blonde hair, long hair, you know, fun character. T.J. Miller can be very funny at times, although a lot of his stand-up and a lot of other things he does... Not exactly family-friendly, so be forewarned. Uh, but he also, uh, speaking of Michael Bay, he was in that last Transformers movie. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but uh, he's in it. We'll just say that. <laughs> but uh, he's going to be playing Weasel. Uh, now, Weasel uh, is a, a friend-slash-sidekick-slash-arms dealer for Deadpool. Uh, other casting news includes Ed Skrine, uh, Gina Carano, and we know that someone is appearing as Colossus, but it won't be Daniel Cudmore. He has said so himself on his own Twitter feed. Uh, now, I still don't know if this is actually going to be connected to the X-Men film franchise. I mean, Ryan Reynolds did indeed. You know, he is playing Deadpool, and yes, he played Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine, but that film version is a complete mess. They really kind of did their own thing. He At the beginning of the movie, he was pretty much kind of Deadpool, but they let him go with his face all out there and normal. And then after some weird experimentation, they did this inexplicable thing where he had swords that were fitting into his arms, yet he was still able to bend his arms when the swords were not extended, I guess. And they sealed his mouth, and it, it, it was really bad. So I'm hoping they disconnect it from the other films and just maybe let him have an independent thing because... I, I would hate to see them try to bring that Deadpool back unless they came up with something just brilliant. Uh, maybe with the time string being slightly altered with uh, what we did in Days of Future Past, maybe they have a way to redo Darede- Daredevil. Huh. Daredevil is another thing coming on Netflix, but uh, but we're talking Deadpool. But maybe they have a way to bring Deadpool back and let him be the ever-loving Merc or the Mouth that everybody loves uh, and not be the ruined version. But that's what we have for movie news. Now, I don't have a bumper made for this, but there is some game news I want to share with you. It has been confirmed that at Star Wars Celebration coming next month, there will be footage of Star Wars Battlefront 3. 
but I really think they just like teasing everyone. Uh, they keep showing little bits of footage at celebrations and conventions and things like that, but so far I don't think we've heard anything about a release date. I haven't. Uh, I thought maybe that's what when they were talking about something coming next month. I thought, oh, maybe a release month date. Maybe it's the game's coming out next month. But no, it is just footage going to be shown at Star Wars Celebration. But perhaps we'll learn a release date next month. Now, if you plan on attending Star Wars Celebration and you would like to contribute to the Neverland Podcast and let me know some fun things you find in there, uh, remember that voicemail number I gave you, 816-226-6492. Feel free to call in. Also, you can tweet at me. You can send email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. I am going to try, see if I can talk to a local member of the 501st to talk about their experiences at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some uh, report back on that. Other than that, I will have to be searching it out and looking for news myself, which I'm sure you're probably going to do. Oh, and before I forget, uh, John Williams has started recording, recording this score for The Force Awakens, which I know isn't game news. It should have been one of the movie news, but I just remembered that it was happening, and I'm excited about it, and I'm sure you would be too. So, uh, we look forward to it. Listen up, all you cartoon lovers out there. Make sure to check out the Saturday Morning Rewind podcast to hear exclusive interviews with your favorite cartoon characters from the past and present. If you were a fan of Thundercats, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles, or Darkwing Duck, Saturday Morning Rewind is the show for you. Join Tim each month as he interviews the voices behind the characters. Find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and online at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. The kids of the 70s and 80s are all grown up, but the good times of childhood don't have to end. Our generation can share the fun and fandom of our youth with the next generation and bring the past into the future. And wrap it all up to make a fantastic present. Join Jedi Swar and Chef's Bazaar every Monday morning to get your work week started by reminiscing about the past and exploring the future with your earbuds on Techno Retro Dads. So find us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, or on TechnoRetroDads.com, part of the Shot Glass Digital Network. Okay, and now it is clearly time for me to share some more Planet Comic Con audio. First, I want to share with you some audio from Karen Gillan, known best for playing Amy Pond in Doctor Who. Uh, and then follow that, I will play some audio featuring Michael Rooker, Sean Gunn, and hosted by Garrett Wong, Basically from Star Trek. <laughs> he's not really from any sort of a Disney thing, but he's from Star Trek. That's where you're going to know him from. The other two guys, Michael Rooker and Sean Gunn, are there's a Guardians of the Galaxy panel, but Michael Rooker is also known for being part of Walking Dead and, you know, Days of Thunder, so many different things. Lennox, a one-mile movie he did locally, independent film, that I'm actually an extra in, so I've actually been in a movie with Michael Rooker. Uh, Sean Gunn, of course, also famous for being in Gilmore Girls, but they're both in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, playing Yondu, and then, of course, Yondu, Yondu's right hand, or Yondu's right-hand man, uh, respectively. Uh, of course, also, you'll know Karen Gillan for playing Nebula. Yes, Gamora's bl bald blue sister. Now, here's the interesting thing. I have cut this audio down. I have, because Karen Gillan, she was mainly in there talking a lot of Doctor Who, but she did get some Guardians questions, so that's the audio I'm sharing with you. Same with Michael Rooker and Sean Gunn. I focus it around Guardians of the Galaxy with a few extra kind of fun questions. Now, if you want to be able to hear the complete audio, as well as the complete audio of Ming-Na Wen, for those of you who downloaded it later on and didn't accidentally hear the whole thing, this will go to those who are, of course, subscribers or donors on like my Patreon or through PayPal or any way that you can donate to me, then uh, I will start releasing some of this bonus audio. I am going to release also a video version of Ming-Na Wen's panel. It's not going to be the complete panel, but I will be releasing that on YouTube. I meant to do that last week, but I thought I'd wait until you all get a chance to download the audio. But that video is coming on our YouTube channel, so make sure you follow up on that. And also I'm going to be releasing some video of... The Michael Rooker panel. I do have video of that, I believe. No, wait a second. No, I didn't record that on video, but I did get Carrie Elwes. I didn't get to get any video of Karen Gillan or any photos that was not allowed, unfortunately. But I do have a video of Carrie Elwes. But yeah, Michael Rooker, I just uh, recorded the audio. I don't believe that I recorded any video now that I think about it, uh, because I didn't really have a good angle at it. Uh, I had left the conference room after the Ming-Na Wen, where I had a really great angle. So I got a good video of that. 
But I left the room to go, uh, you know, walk the floor, do some things. And then I came back for the later panels there with uh, Karen Gillan. And there was a huge crowd for Karen Gillan. She's very popular, of course, from being in Doctor Who. And so it was a very crowded room. So uh, I did, really didn't get a good spot where I could have gotten any good video of that without, like, holding my camera up over the my head, really. And the same with Michael Rooker. Uh, now, I did, however, get to move my seat around for Carrie Elwes. So when I do post that video up, uh, it you will be able to see it. But I do plan, of course, I want to release the audio here on a podcast very soon. So I'll release that audio to you before I release that video. But enough of my babble. Let's get straight to it. I'm going to just roll these right on together. You'll hear the Karen Gillan edited version. And then you'll hear the Micro Rooker, Sean Gunn, which Sean Gunn, by the way, James Gunn's brother, James Gunn directed and has been writing uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy and still also working on a second one. Uh, so I, I guess they frequently like to work together. But also that is hosted, as I said, by Garrett Wong. You'll hear his voice a little bit. Um, in this version that I've edited down, you won't get to hear that one person did come in and say he loves Star Trek Voyager the best. And, you know, Garrett Wong was on Star Trek Voyager. But anyways, enough of my babble. Let's get to it. To Disney and beyond. And then, and then I got used to it, and then it was great because the maintenance was really easy, and, <laughs> and it was just, I mean, just, it was easy in the mornings. So then, but then, were there unexpected complications from it at all? I mean, in terms of having a shaved head and... Complications? So, you know, a couple of stubble, or... Oh, um, people told me it was going to be itchy, which it wasn't. Um, I just liked it because when you walk out of the shower, you're immediately dry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the back of the fence. Get in there. Nebula. Oh, um, angry. Angry, okay. Yeah. Well, what did you tap into in terms of anger for that? I mean, what's... Um, I don't have any siblings, but I try to imagine what it's like if you're always the sibling that's not as good as your sister. The one that doesn't have hair. <laughs> you know, the one that's not as good at killing people. <laughs> Even though I don't technically think that's true. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I think that that can fuel a lot of jealousy and envy and bitterness. So that's where that comes from, I think. I think these people out here have better questions than I do. Um, I was uh, just wondering, um, in Guardians of the Galaxy, I know you... Uh, uh, worked with like Chris Pratt, Michael Roger, they're all pretty funny guys. Uh, what was the funniest instance on set that you saw with them or that you could tell about that was, you know, memorable? Um, I just remember <laughs> some person 
running around with like a raccoon face on them. <laughs> because, because obviously Rocket was CGI, but they had to have something there for an eyeline. So they had someone wearing a raccoon mask, I remember. But then like the funniest thing was just seeing Chris Pratt and everybody just do their serious acting opposite this tiny raccoon. <laughs> So personally, I find that hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, I just wanted to ask a, your opinion on one of the theories that's circulating, that Nebula, after escaping Guardians of the Galaxy, was on her way to Earth, and that's what's going to start the Infinity War in 2018? Uh, oh, I mean, I support this. <laughs> the glove um, and get those gems, I think that would be really cool for Nebula, so hopefully. But I have to say that your work in Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I didn't even realize it was you at first. I was oh. like, wait, that's cool. Yeah, no one, no one knew. That's crazy. <laughs> you did great on that. Um, how do you go from your Scottish normal accent to your more evil accent in Nebula, and can you answer that as Nebula? <laughs> It's really easy to... <laughs> That's really hard! Um, it's, it's kind of hard to make that transition when I'm not really in it, but I will say that I copied Clint Eastwood. That's where that voice came from. <laughs> Clint Eastwood impression. have done a number of voices and accents. So you were on a sketch comedy show before yeah. Doctor Who as well. Uh -huh. So do you have a little bit of mimic skills innately? Is there, are you um, able to kind of do impressions of people? I'm not good at impressions of people, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like I can do different accents. But like in terms of impressions, they're usually really bad. That was Nebula. <laughs> Nebula is Clint Eastwood slash Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Next over here. It would make it much easier. Is it true that Ed... Oh my god! That is and talking about our upbringing, and that did not make the final cut of the film, but is probably on the DVD. <laughs> there we are. Thank you. Um, hi. First off, I want to say that you're amazing. Oh, thank you. you as Amy. Um, my question was, how do you separate yourself as Karen to a character you do? Um, well, I mean, just any character? Yeah. Um, I don't know, I guess, I, it's not something I consciously think about, actually. Um, you kind of just play a character and try to create an interesting human being somehow. And inevitably there's always elements of yourself in the character somewhere. Um, but generally I like to kind of like remove myself from the way I am naturally. And that's like the thing I love about acting. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of like a more instinctive, natural thing, really. I don't know the answer to that, so I'm still talking. <laughs> I don't have an answer. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Michael, the dangerous character over here. Um. <laughs> Is the question like to be a bad guy or a good guy? Bad guy or good guy? Oh, 
I, at the moment, enjoy playing the bad guy. <laughs> because it's kind of fun to explore the dark side. And, um, and you get to do cool sort of like mute things. <laughs> I don't know. What, what would you prefer? Good or bad? Bad guy, definitely. Really? Yeah. What does that say about us? <laughs> like that. Being Doctor Who to filming Guardians of the Galaxy, which is obviously like this huge movie. So it was quite intimidating going on to like a huge scale film because um, I didn't, I'd never done one before that. So I was like, what's it going to be like? And then when I got on set, it was spaceships. And I was like, I know a thing or two about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty at home with this. The only difference really was that it was like 20 times bigger because they just have like a huge budget. But um, other than that, it was kind of the same. I felt weirdly at home with all the aliens. It's <laughs> <laughs> technology. All right, I think that that's all the time we have for now. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a big hand for Mary Gilman. This is The Real Brian with ProfitCast, and you are listening to Jeremy. It's the Neverland Podcast!
Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was wanting to ask a question, it was sort of a two-parter. Um, has there ever been a scene where you have to be serious, but you just couldn't be serious? Almost every scene that I've ever done. <laughs> now, for me, it was, I, I, it was easy because I was given a license at the beginning that Kragman actually finds Yondu funny. Um, which I know is is uh, is sometimes gonna be hard, but where are you going with this? But, so that when I had to laugh, I could laugh in character. It was always cool. It, was, it could always be sort of incorporated into the scene. I didn't have to feel like I was breaking out of, of the action. You know. And I was also wondering, um, who was your favorite person to like act with, like? Chris Pratt or any of the other people in the past, like... Well, I can tell you my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a really cool group of people. I mean, honestly, it really was. Yeah. You pick one more than the other. I always like to give a shout-out to Dave Bautista because he's such a nice, sweet <laughs> man, and he worked so hard for that role, and he's worked so hard to get it. So I always like to give him a shout-out to him. But honestly, I'm going to I agree. <laughs> Are you dressed as Kenny from South Park? Yes. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Rachel, Kenny! Okay. Um, I know you're Yondu and Cracklin, but was there any other Marvel characters that you auditioned for and you really wanted to play other than Yondu and Cracklin? No, I mean, no, because I, I, Yondu and Cracklin were essentially written for, I mean, obviously, they're parts of Yanu, particularly part, you know, part of the, the Marvel Universe, but he was written with Rooker in mind, you know, and so I think that was always the way it was going. And I'm certainly grateful to be any small piece of the MCU, so I, it doesn't matter to me, you know. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think, I think we were always what we are. We were exactly what we were. And are. This guy is the. You were the hardest working actor on that set. He did all of Rocket. I mean, he did all, all of Rocket. He was on his knees scurrying around like a raccoon for all the other actors, saying all the lines. And then he had to do his own lines too. He had to, you know, he worked every single day, right? I've been trying to get uh, to be called the new hardest working man in show business after, <laughs> Jim, you're not working after right. James Brown. <laughs> Come on, guys! We're not working right I'm now. So similar to James Brown in so many ways, but no, 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 it's not really sticking. Yeah, Karen, no, the last, uh, last panel said that there was a guy running around with a raccoon mask. Was that you? On set, when they were like Chris mask. Pratt. Yeah, he, she said there was like a, a guy. He did not even no. need a mask. So, <laughs> I just believe that he was a raccoon. <laughs> That's called acting. <laughs> I thought he was a, I thought he was a, a raccoon. <laughs> Who's the raccoon up there with the other actors? Did she get paid double for uh, Rocket on no. set? No. Okay, just check it. Uh, uh, yes. Um, hello. I saw your panel in Tulsa, Oklahoma in October, um, and I just want to introduce myself like a guy did there. Hi, I'm Gator. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't remember where we had dinner last night. <laughs> but, um, my I was in Tulsa. <laughs> scene with the broker. I was just curious, how much of that was improvised and how much of that was actually scripted? Because it, it, it kills me every time I see it. <laughs> well, it was both. It was improvised and it was scripted. And we just, and then once you do it one, once you do the, the script, you, you usually have a little leeway to open up and, and play with it a little bit. And that's, that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, you know, you, you kind of stick to the script to begin with and then if there are things we want to play with, we can. And a lot of times, actually, a lot of the improvised lines will be coming from my brother, from behind the, from behind the camera. So he was, he was back there. He had, had beans the night before. So he was, he was, he was, he was talking on his finger. 
classic. Thank you. Over here. Shotgun. Uh, Michael, I saw you when you were here um, a couple years ago for The Walking Dead panel, and you were awesome. Um, but I have to ask, what's more fun, fighting zombies or fighting aliens? I love fighting, period. So it doesn't matter to me if I'm fighting other aliens or zombies or like real people. <laughs> Directors, producers, I don't care. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Young man. Uh, hi. I was wondering, uh, where do you kind of want to see your character be for, for the Guardians of the Galaxy sequel? A question? <laughs> I mean, first of all, I, I, I would, I, I'm privileged to, to I, I would feel privileged to be in the sequel, because I don't, you know, you never know exactly where things are going, but, um, but I, I, I'm not sure how to answer that question. I do. I, go. Yeah. <laughs> you go. You know what? Um, uh, you know where you, you saw the first one? Yeah, of course you did. And, and you liked uh, what you saw? In, uh, what if he was like, no, I haven't seen it. I'm just wondering. But... <laughs> Watch the final movie. Hey, I was surprised that I had I was forced to pay to to get it. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't even give me popcorn. <laughs> I had to pay another twenty-seven dollars for the popcorn. <laughs> Popcorn's worth two cents. Okay, it's a big, big thing. You pay what? Fifteen bucks. Anyway, uh, uh, what was the question? <laughs> Just sit there and, and, Go ahead, and answer my question. You sit there and look pretty. I, uh, uh, it was a, it was really wild for me, um, be mostly because of, of Rocket. Um, you know, and I had a sense for what, for a lot of what the movie was going to look like. I'd seen some dailies and stuff like that, and so I had a sense for some of it. But to see the whole piece was really. Uh, was, was really excellent, and then to see Rocket come to life because there were so many different people who were involved in, in making Rocket, you know, feel like a, a, a real character to become a real as, character. as well as Groot. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, when we're there on set, actually working, yeah. you know, there's a guy that's pretty, uh, fairly average size, maybe five eleven ish. Yeah. But you can't look at his face. You gotta look at the group face that is on his head and shoulders. <laughs> He's wearing a group helmet. Over like, his, his really, it's real it group face. Off, and then he's got a big group face on, on the top. Anyway, so that's how we did, that's how we did group. Yeah, so yeah. It, was, it was tough. It was uh, a little bit. Yeah, that was my favorite thing was seeing the characters. The, the group rocket, yeah. Thank you. Over here. Oh, what, did you have a second one? Or are you done? Okay. My second question was. Um, what was it like to sort of film slash work with those aliens? They were real. <laughs> <laughs> they were real It aliens. was horrifying. <laughs> they kept trying to kidnap us and probe us. As <laughs> <laughs> a child. <laughs> Will be villains or with the guardians in the next movie? 
I don't, you know what, that's a good question. And, um, you know how the, the, at the end of the movie they say something good, something bad, a little bit of both? I think the Ravagers are a little bit of both. Yeah, there's your answer. Something you good, know? something bad, a little bit of both. Because they got to get by. they got to make their, they got to make ends meet and, and get by in the world. But I think sometimes, the yeah, Ravagers. they're in that gray area between good and bad. Well, the Ravagers, you know, if I like your hat, I'm going to take it. <laughs> That's a Ravager's attitude. Yeah, but he and, wants the hat. So. I want that. I want your spaceship. It's mine. You know, I mean, that's that's how we survive in that in that galaxy, in that universe. Yeah, and, we. Yeah. And um, the, the aliens, you were saying how they they were scary and whatever. And how come you wanted to steal from them? <laughs> <laughs> Say it one more time. Sorry. You're saying how the aliens were scary and everything. Why did you want to steal the orb from them? I, if I were scared of them. Because it was my orb. <laughs> So in the sequel, the Ravagers will be pronounced the French pronunciation, the Ravager. <laughs> Love Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Lego Movie was probably not the biggest snub this year. It was Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I had a question for Michael. Did you use a stunt whistler? <laughs> Is that all you? What's that? No. No? And in real life, if you control anything with whistling. <laughs> Control a lot of things with whistling. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Children of her. Shy. He wants to know what it was like to fly a spaceship. Oh. That was really cool. You flew too, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's the most, it's, as fun, it's as fun as it looks. We really flew I believe you. I believe you. Are you, are you. are you part of the club Asians from Earl? <laughs> <laughs> I am the charter member of Asians from Earl. I started that club. It was the most awesome vehicle I have ever. The hard, harnessing the power of a spaceship is amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're fast, but safe. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta have all. You gotta be strapped in. You gotta wear your safety belt, of course. And you can't be drinking before you drive. <laughs> So my question is, did anyone get emotional during set? I cry all the time, yeah. We do, we do. We do. Yeah. That's, that's kind of true. That's kind of true. I will say on Guardians, there are, there are a couple moments when I really legitimately got, like, like the, the, the end of the, you know, inside the, inside the cocoon. You know, just even watching that being filmed, I got choked up doing that. I also was choked up when I was doing Rocket at the end, when when, uh, when Drax uh, pets Rocket, because you're right there, and you're in it, and I'm there, we're in the middle of the scene, you know, and so, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's really good. I must be an actor. We get emotional. We get cry. can do almost anything. <laughs> uh, hi, my brother's a big fan of all three of you, and he can't be here today because he had all F's on his report card. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering That's if hard to do, you know? <laughs> I'm telling you, straight F? Straight F? Straight F? That's hard to do. Like a, like a C minus, two D's, and three F's? He got a high F. Video of you guys telling him what he's missing? No, we don't have time.
remember that. No. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Love you, but no. Aww. Hey, look, come to my table later. I'll say something to him. Okay. Right. Come to the table later. Here, we'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah, I was just gonna say, Mr. Gunn, you deliver my favorite line from the Guardians movie when you say, "Welcome home, Peter." Um, I was gonna ask you for both of you uh, in relation to Guardians of the Galaxy, who would win between Yondu and all the Ravagers versus the Merle and Daryl team up? So it was really a bunch of like, uh, just a, a bunch of like super lazy stoners hanging out. <laughs> that was a very strange job, so I'm gonna pick that one. You probably, you were like a professional squirrel taxidermist. <laughs> <laughs> issues with um, uh, being a little spontaneously combustible <laughs> and so they gave me this job and, um, uh, and I, I was told I, they put me to, took me into this gym and and uh, they trained me how to replace glass and windows and stuff and um, they, there was a, a couple of panes that were missing and cracked and I was I said, they just told me to go and fix the glass in this gymnasium. But when I started looking, there was broken and cracked glass all the way up, like double the size of this and across the skylight. And by the time they came back and got me about nine hours later, I had already replaced all the glass up and almost halfway across. The, by the time they came and got me, I was about... 45 feet in the air, hanging onto a pipe, fixing the <laughs> And they were like, no, 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 no. come down. <laughs> but that was my, I, I always remember that, and that was one of my favorite jobs ever in life. And I was just left alone, and I had a task to do, and it was awesome. <laughs> Turned my life around. <laughs> What do you think uh, Yondu and Meryl would do after getting drunk at a bar? Well, I think Meryl would be really good at, at, at getting the olives out of the little jar. <laughs> 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 and, and Yondu would be really kick-ass with the dark thing. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's true, right? <laughs> dark champion. We need to have a look at it. <laughs> Thank you. Our lightning round can only be done standing 
that. <laughs> okay, lay the ground on this one. Limit, limit it to yes or no or short answers or you will be All dismissed. right, your, your question has to be a question. Do not paraphrase anything. Ask the question right away and expect your answer right away. You ready? And do it fast. Be ready, right? Right behind it. Ready? Okay, you go first. Did you like the soundtrack from Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Yes. My daughter, Leslie, is a super fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, and she's too shy to come here. Can you just say hi to her, please? You're no. Really short. I know. When you open the orb at the end of the movie, did you know what was in it? Yes. <laughs> Michael, is it easy to transition from being such a cool, nice person to being such an ass as a girl? Not at all. <laughs> There's no transition involved, man. Uh, Kirk did a video where, the black and white video where he broke dance, and then you did a coming to life story. Witchy! Sorry, which one did you like best? Uh, the film by Kirk, the dancing and film by Kirk. Next. What did you like about Guardians of the Galaxy? The money. <laughs> Question is for Michael. First of all, I'm a huge cliffhanger fan, old school. Um, have you ever or would you ever do a voiceover for animation? I have and I do. <laughs> Next. Go on, baby. Um, this is for uh, Sean. You're Ethan. seeing my good friend Chris Pratt succeed so well and do such a great job. It's more uncomfortable having to walk around, squatting around all day doing rocket, or spending, you know, four or five, six hours doing the Yondu makeup. He, I did one and he did the other. How would we know that? Did Bradley Cooper take credit for your work? No. Say hi to my dad. No! <laughs> Come to the table. Come to the table. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, put your hands together. Two love. Once again, I, I want to thank you for taking the time to download and listen to the Neverland podcast. I appreciate you every week taking the time to listen. Uh, I love being able to share these uh, this audio with you or share my time with you. And uh, I, I love that you're actually taking the time to listen. And I love when I get your feedback to hear from you over email or on Twitter or on Facebook or, or our voicemail line. And I also do enjoy the reviews on iTunes or Stitcher or Blueberry, whatever you're listening on, make sure you give me a review so I know how you're enjoying the show or how maybe you're not enjoying the show if there's something you think I can improve. <laughs> but either way, uh, make sure you keep that pixie in your pocket. That pixie, of course, is that good attitude, that young at heart attitude. You have to keep that in your pocket so you can keep that focused attitude because life's going to come at you hard and fast. But if you have the right attitude, you, you can get through it. And also, you have to keep that pixie in your pocket so you can share pixie dust with other people. Just go out and love on somebody this week, all right? That is my assignment to you. But uh, until we see each other next week, God bless. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on twitter.com slash neverlandpcast and facebook.com slash neverlandpodcast leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 and send email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com join us next week and we'll once again go to disney and beyond the Neverland Podcast is copyright blue band productions and all original content belongs to the same 
Other content is copyrighted their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.